0: What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and
1: things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff?
0: Oh, here we are.
1: Hi. Hi. You're in a car. Hey, this is unusual.
0: I, um, I, um, I'm in a car. You are in your studio. Where are you going? We are going yeah, to Parker's. We are going. Oh, that's right.
1: Today is the day. I thought, but somehow I thought it was yesterday. It
0: was supposed to be yesterday. And then... I, school has begun. Um, so I was in meetings and then the snow happened and. It, it did was, snow. It, yeah, and I, I was just like, I can't do this right now. Like, I was uh, so, 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 so wiped out. And um, I mean, not that Jeremy would let me drive the car if we were both in the car together. He only, he, he prefers um, uh, safe driving. So he drives. But just sit,
1: sitting in the car would have been too, too difficult.
0: I just couldn't sit in the car yesterday. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked all day and I think I saw flurries of snow. And, but I guess it snowed more upstate. And Parker was like, the roads are really slick. And she was like, you might want to rethink it. And I was like, that's fine. I honestly have to like lay down.
1: Um, Are you outside the bounds of Manhattan or wherever you live,
0: Brooklyn? We just got outside the bounds of Manhattan. There was um, an accident with a giant truck. And um, so we were in like, uh, I would say an hour of traffic. And we just got on the Taconic.
1: Um, Were you listening to some nice, soothing music?
0: Yeah, Jeremy has, like, some great radio station on that was that talk about this and that. It, like, played PJ Harvey. It played Bob Dylan. It played Celine Dion. It played Empress Of. It played Sia. It was just... A... Are you sure it wasn't, like, a,
1: a mixtape that he made special for you?
0: It wasn't a mixtape that he made special for me. It was literally just, um... I guess he hit, like... Something on iTunes that's like play what I like and uh, play what I like, play what I like. Though Jeremy and I have recently started to make up songs in the apartment and sort of scream sing them at each other because um, it's that point of lockdown where now you know yeah, we're, we're getting right to become... the point of corn husk dolls. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you guys are doing UCB improv group right at the apartment.
0: Tea, tea, honey, absolutely. Singing songs, Uh, improv, um, you know, all that jazz. Um, I've also heard him... I have heard sections of uh, the Pam Tanowitz film for the library at least 250 times. Um, Oh, nice. I could probably, like, quote the entire... uh, presentation and sing the songs that play behind it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm so excited to go this Friday when this podcast comes out. As if this any podcast of you are is airing,
0: you can run on over to the zoom room of the New York Live, the performing arts floor. Yeah,
1: get yourself a free ticket and Pam's not till 4 p.m. EST. So go see the show.
0: Yeah. If you're listening to this in the morning, you have all the way until, you know, 4 p.m. For Perhaps, and if
1: you're listening in Europe, you have no excuse. And if you're listening in Australia, it's literally yesterday, so you can watch it. You can watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, Australia's um, yesterday. Today. Wait, Australia's the day ahead. They're yeah, in, it's front. in front. It's in front. So doesn't that so mean do that when they that hear, they hear get... this, it's Saturday? Do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, oh, I don't know. Actually, do you think that they still get it on Friday, even if it's their Friday?
0: I don't know, Australian friends, let us know. Do you hear this on Friday well, or Saturday? Well, my I was guess is some you hear it on Saturday.
1: Existential, was having some existential thoughts about the podcast as I walked home yesterday from studio.
0: Will you please tell me your existential thoughts about our podcast?
1: Well, I did think what are we doing? What what are we doing? Uh-huh. I did think that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yes. I did think that, and I thought for the somewhere between 30 and 1,000 listeners, you know, nobody, nobody knows. Right. And, right. and, and to be honest, you know, there's no way of knowing unless, unless you're Jeremy and know how to look at the numbers, but you, you and I don't know how to do that. No, we don't. So, so we don't know who's listening. And those people who I know, who, 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 the people I know who are listeners, I don't think they listen anymore. They don't listen anymore. Except I, I think maybe Justin Peck listens. I know Russell doesn't listen anymore. I think S- Stuart has also stopped listening.
0: Um, I anyways. literally had someone last night tell me that they just listened to the um, inauguration episode and uh, that their boyfriend really loved him. So, I, you know. Well, that's really
1: nice. That's really nice. We need to, we need to let us know if you're listening. Cause it is like Jack and I are doing this. Well, what I've realized is that what you and I do each week, this is what I've decided for myself okay. to give it a purpose.
0: Okay.
1: Is that it's an exercise in kind of conversation in, in a, in the context of having really nothing to say, quite frankly. So do you know what I mean? And that that's an exercise.
0: I, I am dead. I have to tell Jeremy this Reed was to figure out like what this podcast is. The listeners are just going to hear this repeated now. And he realized yeah, that it's no, an they exercise in having a conversation when you have nothing to say. And um, yep, yeah, and you know, I For think- For an hour, Well Do you know what I mean? Well, thank God hour. we've given hard ourselves, work. I think, well, we've given ourselves an hour cutoff. So oh, I yeah. actually think that frequently you and I can talk. I mean, we know that like I, in the past, have gone to like wrap up an episode and then you've been like, oh, I have to tell you about this umbrella. Or just something true. that, like, you'll just bring in, uh, like, some kind of topic that will then put us into a new paragraph, and I want to honor that. I mean, for me, when I thought, "What are we doing?" Um, I really thought about in the beginning that you were like, "We'll do this every week," and I was like, "Uh, uh," uh-uh. <laughs> and then. Wait, is this, like, three years ago, you This mean? is three years ago, and I thought, no. And then I thought, well, what if you just committed to read and accepted that and just did it? And I think, for me, it's also a thing of an exercise of, well, there's times maybe you don't want to do something and you just do it anyway, and there does seem to be when a I lot. I
1: think about how you have pushed through in the various states of mind that you've been in in the last three and a half years i cannot believe there are weekly episodes i can't believe it oh my god it's way more shocking after the fact (laughs) um to re- to recall just walking into your apartment to record which seems like 100 years ago uh-huh, a thing absolutely. we used to do because uh-huh. now we both you know face our separate devices in in separate parts of the world but
0: to totally walk into like your apartment in a car with you,
1: maybe oh sure in a car me staring at a cinder block wall oh. in my studio but to walk into your apartment and you would just break down in tears before we'd even started recording. And uh-huh. I thought, well, what even, what are we gonna talk about today? And then somehow it would work itself out.
0: I know, I know, those were harrowing. Um, and, uh,
1: oh dear. I did I'm a- losing you, Jack.
0: You're losing me? No.
1: I, Jack, Jack. Yes, yes. I hear you now.
0: Okay well look here's the deal like this is a taconic drive it means Mm -hmm. i'm gonna cut in and out like and and And
1: that's great i'll just i'll tell stories out
0: if i cut out tell any story that comes to mind it would be amazing what
1: if you when you cut out let's just promise each other we won't turn off our recordings but we'll just keep talking and then both recordings can be laid over one another and it can just be like uh, it can be a um, harmony of, of our gorgeous voices Completely. incongruously talking about whatever.
0: Completely. Jeremy, so you know if, if we cut out on each other, we're just going to keep recording and just layer it. doesn't matter.
1: Don't don't cut it. It's modern art.
0: Ugh, don't cut it, modern art. It's conceptual. It's minimal. It's um, chance operations. It's... Uh, oh, my God.
1: Merce, Merce is so... He's... Sh- Winking from heaven.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Um, what's another one that I really like? People talk about chance-based operation. It's task-based. This is a task-based yeah. uh, podcast. It's also
1: collage. One could call it collage.
0: One could call it durational. Um, Absolutely. It is um, and oh, jeremy says experimental i love that yes experimental if anything avant-garde
1: it's nothing if it's not experimental and avant-garde honey we... honey um okay what were we talking about why um, we make why this podcast? we do this i
0: think I, other feedback <laughs> i've gotten has been um an appreciation oh. of uh queers just being queers and um you know, this is, we live in a time of, um, oh, I cannot remember the name of this guy who wrote, he wrote um, a book on creative, on dramatic structure. And then he wrote another book that was on creative writing. And
1: yes, black. I know, Roald Doll.
0: Can you imagine? <clears throat> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he wrote, after he wrote The Witches, he. Um, then oh, wrote, no, he no. no. It was
1: S- Stephen King.
0: I love Stephen King so much. I just, literally last night was talking about Pat Cemetery. Have you ever seen Pat <laughs> Cemetery?
1: You know, I, I can't bring myself to watch a movie like that.
0: Oh, Reed. You should watch the original because there's this, like, sister narrative that will really haunt you in this way that I also think, like, if you would have seen it. When we were kids, you, you and I, if we would have seen it around the same time, you would have been like, Rachel, Rachel, and you would have like absolutely been, pretended to be the sister. I think she has like spinal meningitis and, um, she like haunts the, uh, female protagonist. Pet cemetery is an incredible, um, movie. I didn't, I didn't see the remake, um...
1: Keep recording,
0: uh, Jack. I'm going to have to try and call Reed back right now. It just full dropped. um,
1: Well, I'm still talking. I'm calling Jack back because I ended the call accidentally. But we're going to be right back on track in a
0: minute. I hope Um, Jack's talking. Reed's calling me. Here, there you are. I hope you kept recording. I did. I kept recording.
1: Because this is our conceptual art project. And you know what happened? I ended our phone call by. I touched my earbud, and it has this like touch controls.
0: Oh, so it was you who ended the phone call. It wasn't even us. It wasn't even like the drive. It was that you no, touched your cause... earbuds and ended it. Uh-huh. This is Correct. also something. I think this podcast is also for listeners, maybe an exercise in frustration. So, well, that... do you think
1: they're frustrated or we're frustrated? I think we're a lot more frustrated than
0: them. Oh, I I bet when you talk about how you have these friends of yours who've stopped listening to the podcast. Uh, my guess is that they might be frustrated.
1: Mm, he's broken up. I can't really hear Jack anymore,
0: and in that frustration, I okay. imagine he's still talking to me. Decided, about frustration. You know, Maybe he doesn't know that I can't hear. That I'm hear frustrated him by right now. Um, I, I can't can. hear. Read at all. And
1: I hope we're making point. beautiful music. Oh, oh I hear look, you again. We're back.
0: We're back. Um, <laughs> you know. So I think there's also <laughs> something. Something I that Jeremy is shaking his head. It's. Uh, it's a real. Um, I do, I do want to bring up, though, ladies and gentlemen other, frustration is the aura of the real. And so when you hit that feeling, and you have this sense of frustration, and you're in this thing of the aura of the real, well, you're left with then, well, if this is reality, what do I want to make of it? And, um... For example, right now, I can't hear read at all. We're clearly uh,
1: no, you can hear me. I can oh. hear
0: you. Oh, you're here.
1: Sometimes I actually just listen to you. Can you imagine?
0: Oh, I can't, actually. <laughs> I can't imagine that you're ever just listening to me. are
1: talking about the aura of the real.
0: Yes, frustration is the aura of the real. So when you're frustrated, right. you're right next to the real. And then when you hit reality, you think, well, what do I want to make of it? For you and I, what you and I have decided in, in terms of um, the, this mass, uh, seemingly government-sanctioned death uh, in the terrorism called capitalism, um, we've decided to have this podcast be uh, wherever we find ourselves that week. Yes. And um, Well, we don't really have a choice. Well, we absolutely could just not do this
1: that is the alternative,
0: yes. That's the choice. But somehow
1: it's... that feels like a failure, and I don't know why, but in my heart, that's a failure.
0: Uh well, if it feels like a failure in your heart, then I'm willing to continue to renegotiate the terms. And, <laughs> um, you know, I've... Uh, it's true, like, my God, the fact that we got all those episodes done when we think about me in 2019, oh, is yeah, so is crazy, incredible. We interviewed people. Not only that, but like we did video, where I was like in That's front of the true. camera. Like
1: it's true. Like maybe it re- kept you alive.
0: Um, it felt like a burden, uh, but maybe <laughs> things that feel like a burden keep me alive.
1: Well, that's what life is. It's just like this series of burdens that keep you walking, you know, keeps you putting one foot in front of the other to get to the next burden. I
0: don't you know? know. I've realized that I'm really comfortable with discomfort and um, that actually when I think
1: th- I'm not. I love being comfortable.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think I, that's what I've been unpacking for myself as of late is this sort of where is the addiction to being uncomfortable? Where is the addiction to trauma, to trauma, to pain? When does it become addictive? When does it just become perseverative? I, I mean, you have certainly been mm-hmm. on my case about that since um, I was 16. So, you know, now <laughs> that it's, you know, 50 years later, I, I think I'm thinking about it. <laughs>
1: Interesting.
0: Wow. You know, I'm stubborn. There's
1: a lot of stuff going on.
0: Reed, there's always a lot of stuff going on with. Me. You know, yeah. that. you know that. That's, I do. That's how do. you and I get to come together. You're like, I like pancakes. And I'm like, <sighs> I had a feeling about a <laughs> feeling that I'm going to have to unpack the third narrative of the next feeling that came in to get to the origin feeling. And when I get to that, right. we're going to have to talk.
1: Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's different. I mean, today I have just my experience of today has been so has been profound for me only because it's basically the only thing I can remember cuz before today is you know is
0: hazy it's hazy you are my little goldfish girl you are just but gosh, I can tell like, you about today I'm here I'm here now okay well what did you do today what was today
1: okay let me think let me get back to early i had school this morning So I woke up and I made coffee and then I sat down and I had Jesse Zaret's um, graduate seminar class for two hours and we talked about um, a kind of ethics code that we wanted to participate in in the classroom environment. Which for us at UArts isn't so imperative because we have like a very, we have good Vibes, But um, it was interesting to think about coming from someone else who'd written up this list of imperatives. And so we're going to make a list for our our own selves. That will be a revision of this list we looked at today. But anyways, um, yeah, I'll send you the one Jesse sent us because it was interesting
0: to think. I think I think having guiding um, principles is good.
1: Yeah, for how we listen to each other, how we treat each other, how we center each other.
0: Yeah, Class needs to have a container and boundaries.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I got myself ready to go to studio. And I had this whole plan, which was that, well, I did. I went to Uniqlo because for the one million time. Can you time, say that again? I finally, I went go? to Uniqlo. Uniqlo.
0: I know, but I really loved the way you said it the first time. I went to Uniqlo. Th- it was really. <laughs> it was, I thought
1: that you couldn't hear me, so then I
0: started. Yelling. Uh, 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 no, it was that you really eat the uni. I went to Uniqlo. Yeah, as if Uniqlo, unique New York, and then you said Uniqlo New York. Right, 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 right,
1: but right. at any rate, I, as you know, I've been in this long and drawn out
0: coat saga. uh,
1: coat saga, and uh-huh. I finally am at the end of it. I am at, almost at the end of it, Better work. where I now have the overcoat portion, mm-hmm. which is, you know, one of the collaborative Christophe Lemaire pieces that mm-hmm. looks like packing blankets. And, and then I realized I needed to have an underlayer as well with a hood, because I want a hood. So I bought two different of their <laughs> nylon Parkas, one in this weirdo green color and one in this kind of bronze caramel color. And then last night I got those two in the mail so I tried them both on and I had a session with Harriet where (laughs) we decided which one I would keep. (sighs) Mm -hmm. And with Harriet we decided I would keep the caramel colored one to keep the whole coat situation in a more tonal environment. Okay. So the green one needed to be returned. So i this morning after class i set off to uniqlo with my green thing and i got up to the desk and i said i'd like to return this garment she said oh we're actually you have to you have to put that in the mail
0: to return yes that's correct and i
1: said i was stunned to silence for a moment i looked at her and she was like yes since last october we've started a policy where you cannot do online returns in store and i was like oh well then I guess all I'm doing today is buying some gloves. So I bought some $7 gloves and I thanked her and I left with the package that I had come in with and I felt sad and stunned. And I, you know, it's not right. These stores aren't meant to take online returns, but Well,
0: no, they're not meant to take online returns because like, you know, they get to do whatever they want. And it's, um, I mean, what I appreciate in this story, you know, is I, uh. I couldn't help but hear hear it in the sort of like context of twenty thousand people dying every week, and um, there was something very I don't know. It, it was it was a really good story. Like I would love you to write this story of returning a parka in the in this height of just like a f- like just landslide of death um it's a good story it's very camu-esque right. i have to say it has a- it well
1: the, you know the numbers are getting a lot better jack
0: we'll see <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but at any rate i, I mean i left Uniqlo thinking god i don't want to go to a post office you know
0: no, but I do remember when you went to a post office, and you had to, like, toss the package through meat flaps, and I think you had a good time.
1: Yeah, well, I have been to post office several times since then, but uh-huh. I just, you know, even under the best circumstances, I don't want to go to a post office.
0: I'm amazed that you'd rather so go to rate, Uniqlo I, than a post office. In I'd fact, I was to the post office because I had to send
1: my dad's mail to Japan.
0: Ugh, Rita and I have lost each other again. Get- oh, no, you're back. Okay, go on.
1: Oh, well... So then, I continued my journey to Abrams and I opted to walk a- along Delancey. And um, at a certain point, as I was crossing a thoroughfare, I rolled over my left ankle on a pothole that was oh, literally please. as big as a,
0: as big as a pot. And that I, ankle of yours, that trick left ankle.
1: Well, the both of them, quite frankly, but I as. As can happen, this one was a more shocking than usual because I did feel the entire side of my foot slam into the ground with yeah. such velocity that I uh-huh. was like, I, I thought, if I look at my foot right now, what will I see? Uh-huh. You know, Did you do it? will the bone, will the bones just be rattling out of the hole? You know uh-huh. what I mean? And it was, you know, I just kept walking and it was fine. Somehow, but all I kept imagining was like that the inside of my ankle at this point is just like a gumball machine. It's just like floating stuff.
0: Did you wrap it at all or just, you were like, I'll just keep going and it's fine.
1: I kept going, it's t- literally totally fine. I have no swelling and no pain.
0: You, the gumbiness of you is really so incredible. It, Another place where you and I are incredibly different. My bone would have just broken.
1: It's, I believe that to be true, actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: We have proof of it. No. <laughs> you sprained your ankle at that wedding, and then a few weeks later, I broke my foot. <laughs> like basically well, during was it.
1: real... Day. For me, that was an actual real ankle sprain because yeah. of swelling and pain. You yeah. know?
0: This one, you sprained it, but it just like went back into place. And then you probably, by just not thinking about it, it didn't swell.
1: Yeah. Anyways, then I got to studio and I've been working out this leotard pattern that has not been going well. And um, uh, my my industrial surgery has been giving me grief. And so all in all, a challenging day at studio. And they they, yesterday, well, for the last couple days, they've been moving all these like rolls of paper and muslin away from the radiator, which I'm like, okay, why they've been there for six years, no problem. And then yesterday, after this, you know, tug of war of me constantly moving things back, they finally put a sign above it that said, caution, wet paint. Oh. And I said, now I'm certain there's no paint anywhere, you know?
0: Oh, wow. So I
1: really, I, I touched all the surfaces, no paint. But huh. then I came in today, wet paint.
0: Oh, so they were, it was going to be, so also in your in your studio has been painted?
1: And we'll adjust the, radi- the metal radiator cover.
0: Wow, so you came into the studio to having the radiator on full blast with wet paint on it and those fumes just in your completely unaerated box.
1: Well, the door is open to my studio because of the drying paint.
0: Okay, but still, do you know what I mean? I have a question. When you're in your studio, do you keep your mask
1: on? Mm. No, I shut the door generally.
0: Shut the door and then take your mask off. Right? Okay. That's right. That seems correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. it seems fine. Nobody nobody's department or anything. nobody's put up a fuss. Yeah.
0: No. Where is Harriet? And
1: you know, California.
0: Wow. So it's yeah. just so then you guys zoom with each other yeah. and uh-huh.
1: we've been doing a lot of FaceTiming to work out uh-huh. the details of various jobs. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, we're not really doing any production right now. I'm just kind of, like,
0: working out
1: little things.
0: Right, right. Well, I have so, two two upcoming things for you. Um... Uh, wonderful. I know, I know, right. Um, yes, today was work, um, and then lots of, just lots of meetings and final tweaks of the syllabi and then getting on the road. And it is, it is completely pitch black now at, you know, 6 PM and, um, we're just driving. I didn't have that same kind of taxing day that you had of, trying to return things and that not happening. I do yeah. have a severe headache though right now, but that's okay.
1: You have a headache? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fine.
1: Why? Do you, you
0: I think probably because, because I was staring at like the screen for a long time while being in different faculty meetings. Um, oh. And I'm probably dehydrated, but uh, it's, we, we press on.
1: I'm drinking something you'd really like right now. I'm drinking a Pink Lady Apple Healthy Kombucha.
0: Oh, I wish I had a kombucha right now. Mm. Mm. I do love a kombucha. I, I don't have that in front of me. Um, what else? Oh, you know what? You know who I really love? What? Who? Jennifer Lawrence. We watched um, this, the actress. Like, yeah, we watched. We watched like this one minute kind of behind the scenes of her Vogue photo shoot from years ago. It was like one minute of her just like telling jokes, uh-huh. and she was so funny. And then I watched another one where she came out on the street and would go up to people and go, "Can you tell me five Jennifer Lawrence films?" And like no <laughs> one could do it. And she came out and she goes to this woman, she goes, "Can you tell me five Jennifer Lawrence films?" She goes, "Jennifer Lawrence." And, and she goes, I know, she's gross, right? And she's like, yeah. And she, and, and she goes, um, yeah, who did Brad Pitt used to be with? What's her name? Jennifer something. Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Aniston. Yeah, and, 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 she, and the woman goes, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I like Jennifer Aniston. And she's like, oh, yes, Jennifer Aniston is much more beautiful than Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> and, and she's like, absolutely. She's like, and such a better actress. Jennifer Lawrence is just (laughs) so stupid and ugly. I hate her. She's like, yeah, yeah. And then she goes, I'm Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) And the woman's like, oh, oh. And then, like, Jennifer Lawrence goes and jumps on, like, a tour bus to, like, ask them questions about, like, movies she's been in, and they're freaking out. And she's like, I also, she finishes, she goes, I noticed that, like, these buses come by my home, so if you see someone in a Tesla flicking you off, that's me. <laughs> She's really she funny. Seems,
1: she seems nice. I like her.
0: Yeah, I really like her. I'm, I'm, I'm really I mean
1: that she and Amy Schumer have a friendship. I think that's a you know a good sign.
0: What I was really shook by what well, there's been a lot of Jeremy watching YouTube on on the TV he really it's become like a his new pet passion and so there's been a lot of watching like the 73 questions from Vogue and um,
1: I don't like those.
0: Well, they're very scripted. It's clear that they're scripted they're and have been like, have had scripted. have had like at least one walkthrough. Um, oh,
1: I mean, uh, at least, I mean, what do you mean? It has to have been more than one walkthrough. They're so ridiculous.
0: Well, celebrities, I can picture a celebrity being like, I'll walk through it once and then we can do it. You know what I mean? Like celebrities don't want this to take up more than more time. than like,
1: do you think that the cameraman has cue cards?
0: For the celebrity?
1: Yeah, do you think that the celebrities actually memorized all their answers? Or do you think that um, they have some reference?
0: They might have some reference. I don't know. I really liked watching Lizzo's because there were, it actually did feel that she would surprise herself with some answers, which I Lizzo? liked. Um, hers felt spontaneous and playful. Um,
1: oh, you're cutting Amy out. Amy Adams's you about Lizzo? really did not... Lizzo. Wait, Jack. Lizzo. Okay. I love Lizzo. Oh, well, I don't hear Jack. Does Jack hey, hear me?
0: Reed I can hear you. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh I hear Jack now.
0: Who do you think I said? Lizzo? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: I'll watch Lizzo's.
0: Um, um, the one that I felt super scripted and crazy was Amy Adams. Um, she does like a huge. She's like super gumby stretch, stretchy, awesome. and then she you awesome. watch awesome. her lace up red point shoes, but then she doesn't do anything in them.
1: Oh, oh, you know I've seen this. She's like getting ready for her photo shoot for Vogue, where she's wearing point shoes.
0: Oh okay. Well, she. I. I was like, I would have loved to have seen her, like, just you know, do like a pirouette. But you know, whatever.
1: Um, I mean, I don't think that would have been in the realm of possibility.
0: But she has all this dance training, so I think she could.
1: I don't know. Well,
0: she's I guess very you flexible know. in like a crazy way. She's- but what I realized in watching it was there is a huge, like. Oversight in that her and Kristen Wig haven't played sisters.
1: Yeah, that would look. That would be correct visually
0: for sure. It is the same. It's the same. <laughs> like I was like, well, now that Kristen Wig has same. done
1: something to her face, we're gonna have to wait for it to calm down a bit.
0: I. It still works. It's just the sister. Yeah. It's just you know that's my part.
1: You know, yeah. I thought that in terms of doing like. Genial Like uh, Genetic similarity casting They did a really good job With um, Silver Linings playbook By casting Julia Stiles As Jennifer Lawrence's Older sister
0: Oh that's interesting So I never saw that movie um, Mm. Because I don't like Bradley Cooper Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I find him hard to take Not as hard to take As let's say Matthew McConaughey Or like uh, Christian Bale Or Jared Leto like those people
1: those are all such different people
0: Ah, but the same do you know what I mean like
1: Matthew McConaughey is just like what's good about him is that he's kind of always himself you know whereas like Jared Leto and Christian Bale think that they're very fine actors though they're just completely unbearable totally and then Bradley Cooper is like I'm really like smart and educated and like I'm Gay. very privileged <laughs> and I'm kind of curious, but also like I'm not particularly talented, but I'm going to Hollywood's going to adore me
0: and Hollywood do, adored Bradley Cooper. Absolutely. And does adore him and whatever. He seems
1: nice, you know,
0: sure. Sure. I just he's don't making a
1: movie about, well, I don't know if I should, well, I don't know if I can say that,
0: Oh, because you know someone who's involved in it, and they've signed an NDA.
1: Right, I'm sure it's known in the in the industry, and I just don't. I don't read. I don't read the rags. You don't read you the know, trades, so don't the trade papers. I don't read the trade. You know, read varieties, the racks?
0: Variety. Yeah, I don't read. Variety that. is 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 pretty much the big one. You know, that's where you're like, oh my god. Um, right. 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 Uh, I
1: haven't seen. I need to see a movie. You know, I need to. I need to look. <gasps> oh, this also happened today, okay. or was it last night? Nobody knows. I watched a preview. Excuse me. For um, basically, still Alice but gay, huh? And I almost couldn't get to the end of the trailer because it was so sad.
0: Who, who are the actors?
1: Well, they've done this incredible thing by casting two of the most appealing middle-aged straight actors in Hollywood to play these, this couple. Uh-huh. Can you, can you guess?
0: I feel so fatigued in hearing that they've cast straight actors to play a gay couple that my mind kind of... I, like, blacked out behind my eyes. Um,
1: One of them, I'm not positive they're straight, but I, I think so.
0: Um, like, George Clooney.
1: Not that level of fame, but, like, more appealing.
0: Um, Peter Skarsgård.
1: Interesting. No, but...
0: Uh, it, I don't know. Mm. You know me and Matt. Okay. Just who is it?
1: Stanley Tucci. Uh-huh. Do we think he's straight? <sighs> well, he says so. Oh, but so. he's very theater, so you just never yeah. know. Yeah, totally. And, and Colin Firth. Uh-huh. And, and watching the trailer for this movie, like, the the, the trailer begins and you think, oh, this is going to be, like, a charming rom-com about middle-aged gays who are, you know, reasonable and then suddenly it turns into a still Alice plot and you're like, "Oh no."
0: Who's the one who's still Alice?
1: Stanley Tucci.
0: Oh, the funny one.
1: And he's really like, "I, I we're going to go, we're going to go on a trip and see family and I like I don't want you to feel like I'm a burden on you." And you're like, "Oh no. This is sad."
0: Look, but at any rate, I look, I love Stanley Tucci. I love Colin Firth. You know, it's this, the idea of, uh, diversity in Hollywood is still, uh, a new concept, um, for them and I guess everywhere. And so, uh, it is what it is. Oh, um,
1: Jack, oh, you're back. You're back. Jack is
0: back. Did I break up again? Huh? what
1: she's choppy oh you're back you're back yeah I'm here I'm here um what I what I would say to that is I think that because we don't have a huge number of openly gay Hollywood actors right I think it's good to have like a mainstream film depicting, um, kind of mundane middle-aged gay people portrayed by very famous hollywood actors to ver- mm-hmm. to normalize it and i think that's that's good
0: i i fully hear that part of that absolutely i mean this I was the jack you know Sandy when fully agrees what mm-hmm. did you say
1: uh you're chopping out i think i, I was saying that i think jack fully agrees
0: well, I, I said i fully hear you on
1: that. Oh, you hear me. I, I didn't
0: <laughs> necessarily say that I fully agree, but I, I guess contextually with what we're in, um, I will, I I accept. Let me say that. Okay. I accept it.
1: Great.
0: I accept great, it. Great, and great. it's, you know, I think even having a story uh, that centers on a gay couple going through something that, uh, other people go through is is great is fantastic yeah um I mean this was the I mean, sort do, of do, do you... go ahead
1: would you would we prefer to see the movie with like Neil Patrick Harris and and Kevin Spacey that, absolutely not
0: that now come on come on <laughs> you didn't need to do that <laughs> you didn't need to be homophobic that's that's crazy
1: that was homophobia. Yeah, you
0: can't like suggest you know, Patrick Harris and Kevin Spacey. It's crazy. Right? Um, he's so crazy. It's so uh, crazy. I mean, this was part of the the debate, right? Or this still happens, and this happens on college campuses when Boys Don't Cry comes up to be shown, and and people are um, upset that uh, Brennan Tina is played by. Uh, this straight woman and you know the, but the truth of that movie is that she looked for two years to find uh, a, a trans actor to do the role and no one would do it no one there she couldn't find anyone and she wanted to get the story out and right so and that was where it was at at that time i think you know what you know when i say it's hard that wow we're in 2021 and you know this is as far as we've gotten. And then I also think, well, Trump just did leave the office. So what am I talking about? You know, it's like how far who's gotten, where, you know, and I'm going to like grab the low hanging fruit of Hollywood and the arts when the government is like literally just exited a, a full like Nazi brigade, um, kill everyone now who like everybody go to work it's uh, so contextually you know there's that I'm I'm not gonna I can't just uh, pretend that art can magically exist in some special castle and then everyone will be changed by that (laughs) and in this other way I think there is a a great counter argument by you by these actors that might help people who which is simply not be open to the queer narrative. Um, take it in. So yeah. you know, maybe that's Because who can part resist Colin Firth
1: or Stanley Tucci? We love that.
0: Who could resist them? I was really hoping when you said Colin that you were gonna say Colin Farrell. And I was uh, like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm all the way there. I but mean, that's because I also sure. he's not he's he's gotta be fluid. Like he's
1: come on. That's your dream? That's your dream for
0: him. Oh, well, I don't know. I've heard some stuff. So, just, just, what um, am I saying? Look, what I'm saying here is that I've been with Colin Farrell, and um, yeah,
1: no, no, we know that we
0: dated we for that. we dated for 15 years. <laughs> I read it in the
1: trades. <laughs> you read, read it, it in, in Variety. Um, we canceled wait, what our wedding sometime? when Martha
0: got involved. Um, go ahead. Who's Martha Stewart? Uh, what other Martha would ever be involved in anyone else's wedding? Graham?
1: I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Martha Plimpton. Um I was just I, thinking about her recently. I um also speaking of closeted homosexuals, um have you watched any of this Heaven's Gate documentary on HBO?
0: Oh, I watched the first episode and it felt like every single cult. A documentary I've ever seen and so I just couldn't keep going
1: well it's incredibly incredibly boring as a documentary right. goes but
0: also um, like I was alive for when it was happening and I like remember it on the news and like yeah. that was exciting and this is um this just feels it feels a little dry well it's so
1: it does kind of illuminate to one that it's really such a small step these like cult ideologies, one tiny step away from Christianity. I mean or not a not a step at all. Just like I a, sli- even, a difference.
0: I, yeah, I'm not even going to say it's that's not a step. It's just different.
1: Right. I mean because like the the heaven's gate people it was Christianity. They were mm-hmm. just like re it to include um, technology, like UFOs mm-hmm. and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, I mean, th- that literally is Scientology. You know, it's this yeah. whole thing of but, like the but, theons. The way
1: that they got these people to s- just walk away from their children, that mm-hmm. was what really shocked me.
0: How old were that, those people when they walked away from their children?
1: Well, one of the couples had a 10-year-old daughter.
0: And, and how they old was said, she? Who, The woman who walked away. She had a 10-year-old daughter, and I'm curious how old oh. was she. I
1: don't know, it's been somewhere between 30 and 40.
0: Okay. I mean, somewhere inside of... I, again, I go back to the thing in Ferrante's Neapolitan novels that she begins a section called Old Age, I think in either book two or book three, and it's called Old Age, and it starts when the protagonists are 35. So, you know, I think also the midlife crisis is... Uh, hits early if you're a trauma survivor and um i think that's also part of what happens with cults right is that it's it's a place where survivors think there's another way and so i i guess i'm not i'm not surprised at the walking away of the the children a job, i, I a am spouse. Surpri-
1: i'm surprised because because it's one thing to like walk away from a child and a spouse, sort of like leave your child with the other parent, but for two parents, a a whole family unit to step away from their daughter forever with no communication and to just leave her with the grandparents and say, we no longer exist to you. that's, That's not understandable to me. That's truly like, wow, you've had a psychotic break.
0: Yes, they have, they have, they have, but the psychotic break, you know, it's, it's like, as they say with relapse and drinking, the drink is the last part of the relapse. So when these people join, finally do like turn over, join the cult, that's the last part of a, a line of dominoes that have been coming for a while. Right. And, um, I think that that's. I think that's sort of where they continue. I'm guessing. I think there's many reasons people are continually fascinated by these cult stories, but part of them is the, the the fantasy of doing something so, um, outside of society, and. It's so uh, weird, it's and that so also weird. I think there's a well, especially if you consider our society as a. a capitalist juggernaut to have people seek community and not participate in the the daily grind of the supremacist patriarchy it's it's a real kind of like oh well i we understand that fantasy we understand or rather that desire know,
1: but, you know like i don't know i, guess I just that's can't, what can would say my mind um, cannot be I can't even like I can't empathize with with these young people who like went to go listen to a talk by some like closeted musical theater BFA and his registered nurse fake wife who are obsessed with the sound of music and then have them tell me like come with us we're going to get on a spaceship and ascend to heaven. And you are absolutely
0: like, the la you would apps you couldn't a cult couldn't suck you in unless it was truly like some kind of strange like um I kind ca- like I think of like if Make House had gotten had right. somehow gotten some kind of culty vibe where like yeah. people had designated roles and you were all gonna get to hang out together in an egalitarian way where there may be some uh, intimacy now and then. Um, mm. Board games, dancing, singing. You really watching did. You found. You
1: found my weakness. You mm-hmm. did it.
0: Yeah. So if someone was like, "Oh, I have this thing," and we just we're we're gonna live in um, it's this house in Vermont, and it's just it's just a way to really. It's based on the artist's way. We're going to you know and he, he would be like I'm gonna like go out there and I could absolutely be imagine being like bye you know but mm-hmm. otherwise um no this is uh you you're not a you just you you, you can't also if something no. had like spirituality in it or they were like no, and then no," there's this god mm-hmm. thing or aliens you'd be like no no you're you are completely no. scully and um You know, I'm... X-Files. I'm Mulder and you're Scully. I just can't. Which bums me out because I want to be Scully, but you are definitely the one who's like, there's got to be a a reason. Maybe
1: maybe they're laughing at us from heaven because maybe when they, you know, killed themselves, (laughs) they really did get on a spaceship and, like,
0: Uh, go to heaven. Have you ever heard Jimmy Scott uh, cover the Talking Heads Heaven?
1: Of course not.
0: Oh, it's so good. Heaven is a place where nothing ever happens. (laughs) I mean, that's the talking heads, but hearing Jimmy Scott sing it is really really it. I once drove to Bard, listening to it on repeat for the entire two-and-a-half-hour drive while crying. Wow, um, what were you crying about? My life. (laughs) You know, it was in 2019, so it was just sort of like the full... It was, you know, the, it was, like, grieving, trauma, being re-traumatized, being assaulted again, you know, like, all of it. And then just um, listening to this song of someone singing about heaven is a place where nothing ever happens. I was like, that is really something fierce. Like, it began by me listening and laughing, and then I was crying, and, you know... Just another manic drive up the Taconic. wee
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any anything dance related to share.
0: Um, I do. I, uh, ah. I uh, showed Jeremy some celebrities who are good at dancing and someone who is such a great dancer is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And, um, mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, cold open for SNL when he uh, did this sort of magic mic number and it was just really kind of hot. I think it came out in 2012, and I would forgotten about it. And We, we watched it, and um, yeah, it's good. He's a good dancer.
1: Yeah, I hips think I that can him really doing, move. I think I saw him do a Janet Jackson lip sync. He battle. did.
0: He did the lip sync battle That's yeah. when he, they did Rhythm Nation.
1: He's very cute to me. What did you say? I said he's very cute to me. Yeah, he's cute to me too.
0: I think um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. is sort of cute for everyone. You know who else is an incredible dancer? Is um- Sid Charisse. T- Sid Sharice. <laughs> you <just> killed me. <laughs> I really wish you'd have been like Suzanne Farrell. Um, uh, <laughs> is um the boy who plays Spider-Man, the new one.
1: Oh, yeah, Tom Holland.
0: Yeah, because he was... You should watch his lip- lipstick battle. You'll lose your I, mind. I saw that. Did I you lose that. your mind?
1: Well, no, I'm still here. You know, I'm still here.
0: Yeah, yeah. But in the moment, were you repel. impressed by what, him doing, what, like, what his... Was- well, he does like a he big was flip drag. onto his back He does like a huge That's like right. Flip that lands on your back With like a knee bent I mean she's clearly clipped um,
1: Well you know. He was Billy Elliot
0: Yes well first he was a friend and then he was Billy Elliot But yes
1: um, on I also the watched West the Channing, Channing Tatum Channing Tatum do um, Beyonce mm. Girls we run the world And then Beyonce comes out And joins him
0: I don't think I've seen that, but I, Channing is certainly a wonderful dancer. You know, that tap dancing he does in that film I didn't see it was the first time he'd ever done tap. And he did an incredible job. Oh, that,
1: that, um, mm, Cohen Brothers period Piece. comedy about Hollywood?
0: Yes, that Cohen Brothers period comedy.
1: You know, I saw some of that, or maybe even all of it, and possibly on an airplane.
0: You know, it, have you seen Pennies from Heaven yet?
1: No, maybe that's my next movie.
0: Reed, I've talked about it with you enough that I'm not going to do this podcast again until you watched it.
1: Well, look, it took no, me 10 just, years to watch Opening Night, and I did it, and I loved did. it.
0: Well, now I've given a deadline, which is I'm not doing the <laughs> podcast if you haven't next week, if you haven't watched Pennies okay. from Heaven.
1: Well, I appreciate that, actually. I like assignments.
0: Well, there's your assignment. You have to watch it because when you watch Steve Martin and Burned at Peter's Dance, you're going to be like, what? It is. <laughs> And the movie is so <laughs> twisted and bizarre. And it has the actress from the original Suspiria in it. Oh wow. She has She's my favorite line in the bad entire movie. acting in Suspiria.
1: What, what's the
0: line? I believe it's cut its dick off.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I don't know what this movie's about. You won't. That's the thing about this movie. It is, it's a surprise. Um, In terms Mouse of dance, surprise. do I feel Mouse I have surprise. other things to talk about? Um, there's stuff in the works, so I can't really say. Um,
1: oh, I, I have a dance thing I can say. Okay. I mean, it's not really, but I had a really, I was, I had a lovely FaceTime with Patricia Delgado and Justin Pack the other day. And uh, we spoke while they prepared dinner. And Justin has... Uh, he has chin length hair maybe a little longer than chin length right now and he had it pulled half back like I one of that. the lord of the rings elves yes. and i really thought i couldn't get enough i just was like justin
0: oh that's so I, feel good. so
1: I feel so attracted and so intrigued and wow
0: well please um ask him to take a selfie to post for this week of his hair like that Justin, if you're listening, don't touch that hair. Everyone who's been growing your hair out during COVID, leave it. Leave it. A Long hair is in. This is the time for it just happening. And are you gonna do
1: are you gonna do yours? Are you gonna go back to your old Mark Morris? What have you? No, no, no.
0: I mean, my hair is growing out, but it's growing out in this like thing I'm doing, this sort of uh, you know, I'm giving myself like the haircut from um, Raised by Wolves. So <laughs> yeah 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 i'm giving myself the haircut of the the um the model blonde boy gorgeous Um, you guys uh, have
1: essentially the same hair
0: so that that stands to reason that anyone was upset with twin Peaks season three and not upset with raised by wolves is literally beyond me it's just
1: well you know there's no reason to be upset by any of it just watch it if you want don't that is
0: it literally it there's no They're reason. They're literally to be things upset. that you
1: can just push stop. You know, and go know. have dinner.
0: Um, Venmo is the best television.
1: Veneno it, is a wonderful show. Veneno,
0: Veneno, yeah. Um, it is. Vimeo, I've, I love. I've only watched, I think, three episodes because it is, it's a lot. Like I cry too hard in it and from an it intention. and afterwards but
1: it also has like wonderful humor and joy and everything it's not Comp- just sad
0: oh no not at all not at all it's just it's one of those things that's like this is this is not just television I mean did you
1: watch the, the, the new three the latest three episodes of search party
0: well I've seen the most recent one I've, so I've seen four
1: no there's six out one two three four five six
0: um well, I saw what whenever she turns around and gets hit in the face by Cole. She like walks out of the room and sees the Barbie dolls Oh, that's not the most recent one, Jeremy says. So Oh no, no there's more. But Cole there's is more. doing I mean I but Actually Cole now I'm it. trying to like, think
1: what happens. Okay, oh so it's, uh, Yeah, so you didn't see them you didn't see them go really to the funny. pastry factory?
0: Um Are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear I'm here. You. Yeah, did, um, you, did you see the pastry factory?
0: No, no. I've, I've oh I've, no. I'm only at the point where they've decided to go look for her.
1: Oh, you're in for a treat. You're in for such a tri- my god, it's a great show, and whoever's doing again the the art team is tremendous. The
0: prop the styling, the costumes,
1: the sets. No, all of it. The whole artistic oh, design yeah, team. All of it. Is Matthew Simonelli,
0: shout we love out. You. Love her. She's so fierce. Um, maybe we should have her on the pod sometime. I mean, whenever we get to having people on this again, when we feel like, okay, let's. Oh my gosh, would love let's to stop have Matthew. Reassociating. On the pod. Um Whenever we get to there, it's going to be. We only
1: have one minute left to talk.
0: Well, guess what? It's my birthday on February 1st. And. To uh, another if you want to send me a gift, find a way. And um, that's my ad.
1: Please for, don't send it to me so that I then have to repost don't, it. Don't please Jack, do not send because it. That is although thank you to whoever did send Jack that gorgeous thing and did not anything was but still.
0: Incredible. That was incredible. But um I will get you my address um of where I am upstate or Reed can get it to you. And um yeah that's that
1: okay 20 20 uh let's
0: see that's the end of this 20, episode 19
1: 18, 18 17, 17 16, 16
0: 15, 15 14 15. Well, it's 13, 11, 10, Goodbye, we Zero. lost. Zero. Bye. Hi Dance & Stuff listeners, this is Margaret Fuhrer, I'm the editor and producer of The Dance Edit Podcast. Like you, we love Sreed and Jack over at the Dance Edit, and if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories. And then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community, and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast.